Welcome in to this week's edition of the Playbook Pundits Coaching Show here on SiouxCityJournal.com. My name is Zach James. I'm the sports editor here at the Journal. Thank you so much for listening. Coming up in this week's show, we'll talk to Ridgeview coach Dale Tokheim as they get ready for West Sioux on Friday night. And then we'll shift our focus to Briarcliff University as the Chargers got a big win last week against Jamestown. And they'll turn their focus to Dakota Wesleyan at home this week. Sit back and relax and listen to a couple good coaches here and a couple good interviews here at SiouxCityJournal.com. We'll start things off at the high school level and start off with the Ridgeview Raptors as they take on West Sioux on Friday night. And here's my interview with Coach Dale Tolkheim as we started started the interview talking about our Siouxland Athlete of the Week this week, Katie Harriman. Yeah, you know, he is uh, just a, a very um, hard runner and shifty is what I usually tell people. Uh, you know, he... He's got swivel hips and and uh, he's got a, a good burst of speed. He's got you know he, he's fast. Yeah. Uh, does it? Does the offense kind of revolve around him? And how comfortable is he with running the ball? You know, very comfortable running the ball. I mean, we, uh, you know, last year when we decided to go with Cade uh, as our quarterback, you know, one of the biggest factors was his quickness and agility, and then his ability to make the read. You know, we run uh, the spread, and yeah. there's a lot of, um, you know, inside zone and outside zone plays where he's reading, whether he's giving the ball to the back or whether he's keeping it. We have some RPOs as well. We, I was just going to say we have some RPOs as well where he has to decide whether he's going to give the ball or he's going to pull it and throw it. How has he developed and how has he been with recognizing with the RPO options and and how has he improved in, in recognizing when to keep it, when to throw it, or when to hand it off? Yeah, you know, it's just uh, uh, repetitions, you know. Um, last year was the first year we went to the spread as a staff. So, you know, we just repped early on the mesh between the quarterback and the um, um Back, running back, and then we just practice it every day, um, and just he, <clears throat> of course, through game experience, has learned um, when when to give read and when to keep read. And occasionally, I will make a call where he's either keeping or giving, but uh, more than anything, it's probably the give, just because it's if I do a keep, um, you know, call. Uh, it seems to blow up my face just because uh, we're not reading it, and and I don't always know when the defense is going to you know do something specifically to to give us a keep read. So he he just really has developed, I think, and improved over the last two years just with game experience. How has he improved with throwing the ball? He has 900 passing yards, 12 touchdowns. It's not like it's one thing or the other with him. How has he improved with uh, as a as a passer? Yeah, you know. I, his mechanics are better this year than last year. Uh, he went to a quarterback's camp this uh, last summer, um, you know, and he throws a much better spiral, um, I think. And just uh, really, uh, biggest thing is working on it in practice, working on it in the summer, um, and just trying to improve his mechanics, and, and it definitely shows. Why did you think it was necessary for him to go to that quarterback's camp, and did it pay off for him? Well, I, I think it paid off. Um, you know, last year. 
we chose him at quarterback over uh, the returning quarterback just because of his athletic ability and his speed, and he was a better runner. And the one thing that he was probably weak on was his his throwing. So we just felt he, if we wanted to make that next step, he needed to improve his throwing. And uh, we had uh, a former quarterback, Grant Anderson, had gone to this this quarterback camp under Jeff DeHaan. Um, he'd gone to it like two or three years, and we just felt it made Grant a, a better quarterback. I mean, I, I wasn't the coach then, but my son's played, so I, I watched Grant's progression, and, and I thought it really helped him. So we thought it would, it would help Cade. It seems like Cade uh, likes to pass the ball around to different receivers. Since it's not just one receiver. Tyler leads the team with 14 receptions. How good of a job has Cade done with, with checking down, with checking his options and finding the open receiver? Uh, you know, I think um, he does a great job of trusting all of his receivers. Like you said, we've thrown it to so many different guys. We rotate two or three different guys in at receivers, and it doesn't matter if it's the number one or the number two. If that's the right read, that's who we've thrown it to, and he trusts them. Um, and uh, he, he does a good job. You know, we usually help him um, – and remind him what his reads are for certain plays, and he just does a good job, really, of, of making his reads and then, um, you know, hitting the guy who's hoping who's the guy who's in the green grass. On the defensive side, you, you guys have only allowed, what, 26 points over the last four wins. What's kind of been the turnaround for the defense over the last four or five weeks? You know, uh, we, we've probably played three run teams, and, and we match up well against the run. Uh, and our defensive line uh, really plays unselfish. I would say the whole defense plays unselfish, uh, and everybody's expected to do their job, which might mean taking on a block or spilling the play to the next guy who's scraping and who's unblocked. Um, but our, our defensive line uh, really has done a good job of, um, I guess, controlling the line of scrimmage, and then our linebackers doing a good job of filling and scraping. Um, and really, Cade is our lockdown corner. I mean, it's um, people don't throw at him very often, um, and he does a really good job of coming up and, and making the tackle and setting the edge for us when, when they do run his way. How has pass defense been this year as a whole? Um, as a team, we've struggled at times just because of, I think, misalignment and miscommunication pre-snap um, and then – having some blown coverages um, because of that. Um, we think we've tightened that up here the last two or three weeks, so we're, we're hoping that we can continue to improve on that as we get ready to play another passing team in West Sioux on Friday. I was just about to say, you're playing West Sioux again, and then last time you played them this season wasn't very successful with a 42 nothing loss. How do you think you guys can kind of uh, narrow that gap and make it a much more competitive game on Friday? You know, we just played our worst game in two years against them, uh, and they're a great team, uh, no questions about that. Um, and offensively, we tried to do some things that are not us, so we're going to go back to the basics, and, and we're going to do what we do and try to execute them better. And defensively, we're just trying to simplify things so we don't have those blown coverages and give up the big plays. Uh, and then last time, we took some chances early on. Um, and we'll probably play more of a field position game this time. Yeah. Um, do you do you go back and show the guys 
the film from that West two game we do just throw it away and, and kind of remind them what they've done over the last three weeks since since then. Yeah, you know, we uh, a little bit of both. I mean, right after that game, we said, let's just flush this and move on because we just played terrible. There was no energy. There was, you know, we just didn't feel like we showed up. And, and uh, like I said, we, we did not execute anything on either side of the ball. So we flushed it and just moved on. This week, we have shown a little bit just as teaching school and what we expect them to do um, just to try to improve. Um, and I think the kids definitely believe they can compete. Thanks to Coach Tokheim for giving us a little bit of his time as he's preparing during a playoff week. We appreciate that. Now we'll shift our focus back here in town and go up the hill to Briarcliff University. The Chargers are coming off a big win against Jamestown on the road last week, and the win was very valuable for the Chargers. The week before, they had a disappointing loss to Morningside to say the least but the Chargers were able to turn it around and get a big win up in North Dakota. I started the interview off with Coach Ladehi by asking if this win meant a little bit more considering what happened against Morningside the week before. Yeah, I think so. Just to, you know, get right back to work, you know, that following day after that game and, you know, put in a whole week of just really solid work and, you know, be able to get on a bus for six and a half hours and, and go through that whole process and come out and play the way we did. And then, you know, a lot of adversity throughout that game, just the back and forth. You know, we had Akil Muhammad got taken out on a stretcher, and there's just a lot Ooh. of stuff that didn't go our way. And to be able to bounce back and find a way at the end um, and make it happen, that was just a, it was a huge game for us. Is Akil okay? Yeah, he'll be – he's probably done for a while, but he's uh, – yeah, no, no serious ramifications. Just trying to. He had a pretty bad concussion. Was knocked out and wasn't moving for a while. So it was just a freaky deal. But he's bounced back. I just don't think we'll have him anymore this year. How much does that? How much does the defense need to step up without him there? He's been a big cog of that yeah. defense. He almost had that scooping score against Doan. Um, how, yeah. how much do the guys need to step up and fill his shoes? Yeah, he's a. Uh, obviously a huge piece of our defense. So we're going to need um, some guys to definitely step up just with his playmaking ability. But, um, you know, fortunately we'll get MJ Montgomery back this weekend. So that's, you know, probably our second biggest piece on that side of the ball, you know, between those two. So getting at least half of that back definitely helps. Um, but, yeah, losing AK just from his ability to – in coverage and supporting the run. I mean, he's just been so dynamic for us all year that we definitely take a hit there. How dynamic has AK been this year? Let's kind of uh, lift his spirits a little bit. What has he done well? Like like I mentioned, that scooping Gordon Stone. What kinds of things yep. did you see about AK? And what was your first impression of him uh, when you oh. did see him for the first time? You know, we – you know, you saw a guy that's maybe a little undersized for what we we're going to use him for, but he's just, man, he's physical. He's no fear of contact. He, uh, you know, he does a good job playing the ball in the past game. You know, he's had a scoop and score. He's had a pick six. He's had a few other top opportunities that he just missed, whether just barely getting a finger on something or, you know, dropping something. But, uh, you know, he just flies around. No, no fear of anybody or anything, you know, and that's, Quite frankly, probably why he's hurt right now. But um, <laughs> you just, man, it's just kind of that old school nature. I just, I can take on anybody, and 
I'm going to give you my best shot. That's what we love about him and fiery personality, you know, and uh, which I think we'd love to have on defense. So he'll be missed. Um, we're obviously hopeful we can get him back here. You know, maybe we'll luck out last couple of weeks, not counting on it, but just hoping long-term yeah. know, we get him back and he's, he's good to go. How much do you need his firepower just on the sideline to be that extra voice that maybe the defense needs these last three weeks? Yeah, he'll be he'll still be huge for us, you know, and you know, I'll say MJ did a really good job of that while he's been out the last couple of weeks and um, you know, we just need those type of you know, inspirational type guys. The more we can yep. have it's better and um we'll definitely miss it between the white lines. Um but sure. hopefully we can still get that type of energy from him. Um, you know, it was definitely a huge boost for us late in the game when he came back from the hospital and he was on the sidelines for us those last probably three minutes on Saturday. You could just kind of feel the the energy of our guys lift up and, you know, obviously just knowing he's okay. Um, but he definitely has that type of polarizing personality. What was uh, MJ coming back from? He's had, a ding- he's had a dinged-up shoulder here for a couple of weeks that he hurt against Hastings. Um, which was really unfortunate because he was playing lights out before he got hurt. But um, he'll be back. He's been a little bit limited this week, you know, obviously just trying to make sure he stays healthy. Um, but he's excited. He's as fired up as anybody I've seen here in a while. <laughs> um, you know, he's still, I mean, he's like fourth or fifth, I think, in the conference in sacks, and he's played six games. So having a guy like him back is obviously a huge um, boost to our defense. Uh, we're hopefully, you know, able to get some of that pass rush back from them. Offensively, uh, how big of how big of a game did Luke have, and how much did he need that just for his confidence? Uh, he played really well, and I think he, you know, he really started the game not playing very well. Um, it was probably the first time this year that I really kind of lit him up a little bit, um, and he responded how I'd liked, and he really had a you know, really good end of the second quarter and really just kind of took off from there into the second half. And, um, you know, we had some receivers make some big plays for him too. Um, But I thought he saw, you know, coverage is better in the second half. He he dealt with pressure better in the second half. He's getting better at stepping up in the pocket and being able to deal with some of that pass rush, which is kind of a natural progression for a young guy. But Really did a lot of good things. I thought, you know, we were helped by our run game a little bit. You know, we had three rushing touchdowns, which is the first time that's happened this year. And we were able to broke off a couple of big runs, um, which we just haven't seen a lot of either. So I think that definitely helped. And, man, our receivers are playing well right now. And yeah. to see them do what they did and, you know, especially, you know, really our top four. We had Kobe out. Um, and those next four guys really just played lights out for us. So, we got to keep that momentum out and keep finding ways to get them the ball for sure. How much confidence? I know you guys are planning to go to West Wayne. I get that on Saturday. But how much confidence does this give you going into the final two weeks with the two Sioux County teams that, yeah. that the confidence is, might be finding their stride a little bit? You know, it's huge. And obviously, you know, we first got to just find a way to, to take care of Dakota Wesleyan. Who's, you know, I think they're – you know, they got three wins, but I think they're a really quality team. They've kind of been back and forth, and I don't think we've necessarily seen a lot of consistency, me, consistency out of them, which they haven't out of us either. But, um, you know, I think we get them at a good time. We get MJ back. They're down their starting quarterback. So we'll have a new guy in there. So, you know, I'm hoping we can do some things with that. They've really struggled offensively this year. Obviously, we've struggled defensively. 
um, you know, and finding that balance there that hopefully we can get the upper hand on. But, yeah, to get two in a row and then head into, you know, two games that are obviously tough games, but, you know, our guys are really chomping at the bit for. I know, you know, I haven't been here long, but historically we've found ways to play Northwestern pretty tight for whatever reason that may be, um, you know, and so I guess have some confidence there. And with a young team, just that building that confidence up, you just kind of never know what will happen, you know, yeah. when you hit your stride a little bit. And our young guys don't know any better. That's kind of the beauty of it. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, that's what's kind of fun about it. You know, they don't know what going up to Jamestown is going to be like, and they don't know, you know, every week's new for them. And that sometimes there's some beauty in that. So um, we're definitely excited. Um, obviously, Dakota Wesleyans where all our focus is right now, and um, you know, again, we gotta we gotta take care of our business here first, and trying to get that first win at home um, would be really fun to get that going and um, show our people here in, in the city what we're what we're building and what we're continuing to kind of chip away at every day here. Do the guys feel pressure that you guys haven't gotten a win at home yet? I mean, Hastings was close, Morningside. It it was what it was, but do the guys feel pressure that 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 they're winless at home? I don't think so. We don't talk about it, you know. Yeah, I could talk about it with you and stuff, but we don't really bring that stuff up. Um, you know, we honestly our our focus is daily and just winning a rep, winning it one day at a time, and trying to stack days together, you know, and and worry about us as much as possible and those. Those little things that we talk about and I talk about with you in the media, you know, those are fun yeah. stuff to talk about. And that's, you know, we'll deal with those at the end of the year. Um, yeah. You know, but I think our, you know, I'm sure our guys that are seniors think about it a little bit, just trying to get some more wins at home here. But um, honestly, it's just, it's the next game on our schedule. I think it's a game our guys feel confident about. Um, and they want to come out and put a good showing on. And, you know, they, it feels kind of good, I think, for these guys when they, almost expect to win and or at least have an expectation in themselves that they should win or they can win and you know to build on that confidence and find ways to get that done I think is important I think we felt that way Mount Marty I think we felt that way last week and obviously the score showed two weeks ago we didn't feel that way and our guys played that way we played tight you know we didn't play confident and it got out of hand so quick and you know our guys just kind of flaked out and you know you can't do that against a team like Morningside and not to say that we're at a level to win that game right now, but we definitely could have been much more competitive. Um, so, but these are the types of games that we got to find our way on the right side of and continue to build. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Playbook Pundits Coaches Show here on SiouxCityJournal.com. We invite you to check out SiouxCityJournal.com for a bunch of other local content. At the high school and college level, we've got a bunch of it this week with state volleyball coming up. We've got football playoffs in all three states going on and uh, cross country just finishing up. So it's a busy, busy time. And the winter seasons have started started to overlap as well. So a busy time, but a fun time here in the Siouxland. For assistant sports editor Shane Lance and the rest of the Sioux City Journal staff, I'm Zach James. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.